You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode up in Cashin, Oklahoma today. It's the first time I've actually recorded a podcast in Cashin. Uh, my guest today, Blake Shipman, has a pretty sick spot out here, kind of like neat oasis. I think it's a place that you would come. I think it's a place that most people would like want to come out if you're a guy and just kind of be away from people, right? The signal's yeah. not great out here. You got a shop, you got a cool spot, the dogs are here, like I mean a couple acres, whatever it is. Um but thanks for coming to the podcast. Excited to hear the story. Um you know, we recently met through a mutual friend and I know a little bit about it, but I'm sure we're going to dive into some stuff, uh, some fascinating things. You've traveled a lot, done some really cool video stuff with, with some big production. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming to the podcast. And, and for people that don't know you, I guess, give us a little bit of, you know, where you grew up, who you are and, and what you do. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I, uh, started out doing video production probably at the age of 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I say video production. I just kind of hijacked my dad's camera <laughs> and he had it in the, he had it around for like Christmas videos and stuff. And, um, he would set it up in the family room when we would, you know, we'd be opening presents. But, um, one of the, it's funny, like those are related cause he would get me, you know, motocross DVDs or VHS at the time as a gift every year they would come out around Christmas. That so was just like their routine, whether it be like a moto video or quad riding or freestyle or something. And so they would get those for me. And, uh, you know, he's giving me this video for the first time, seeing it around Christmas. And then I'm like, well, he's got that camera. So, you know, and then, um, just hit it right there and, um, started following like my best friend till this day, Alex, he, uh, rides pit bikes with me, but we both used to ride bikes and he would ride skate parks. So I just take the camera with me and go film that. And I mean, I can remember like high eight video of us just like, you know, it's scribbling through the, through the TV and everything. We were watching that and we were just, I was just like, I've got to learn how to edit this. So <laughs> I did, I, it took me forever. I mean, my, um, pretty much my whole adult life has been spent learning how to do this stuff. And so yeah. from that moment I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to do. So you got into it kind of because dad was into it then. Well, my dad would only do it as a, like he was, I guess I could say my dad was has always been kind of like a techie dude. He always had like, you know, the, the mixers for the surround sound. And like, you know, at the time in the, in the mid nineties, he had that camera it was probably worth a pretty penny back in the yeah. day. So he always had that stuff. And so I guess, yeah, it was always like readily available, but, uh, he didn't have any interest in, you know, filming the stuff I wanted to, I didn't want to film Christmas. I wanted to film, you know, <laughs> like we'd always, we'd always rode. So yeah. I was, I was like, well, you know, if those dudes can do it, let's see what we can do. Yeah. So, so I grew up in Oklahoma, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. And been all around. So, I mean, I think that's why I've always wanted to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so where does the, like the, you know, when you grow up and you've got friends who are in motocross or whatever and riding bikes and stuff like that. And then you see the video side of things. Was dad into motorsport as well? Um, yes. He got me and my brother into riding. So, uh, at the first, at, you know, the house I grew up in until about, I was about, 
five. I remember walking out to the garage, you know, he was like, oh, it's Christmas morning. You know, he sent me and my brother out there and I like, there's a picture of me in my underwear. I'm like four or five years old. And he's got these, you know, little Honda yeah. three wheeler and four wheelers. Um, so, I mean, he was a very heavy motivation and to get us into riding. Like we just took a, a weekend trip this last weekend. So he's, you know, he's in his fifties, my brother's in his thirties, I'm in my thirties and we're still Damn. riding together. Those Honda three wheels were like the, I mean, one of the unsafest vehicles. They outlawed them. Yeah. Terrible. They right? outlawed them. They outlawed them from being manufactured, and now there's a few, you know, third party developers that are yeah. out there building them. But they're they're fun. I've got a 1985 that I've rebuilt. I rebuilt one for my dad. Um, I mean, like I said, if it doesn't have to do with working on them, riding them, I'm filming it. Yeah. So yeah, those for people that don't know, like the the Honda you know three wheelers were i mean they're legendary within the community but oh, yeah. also like super like they're super hard to find super unsafe yeah it's like um if you can you know i mean there's people there it's definitely it's like an antique mm -hmm. it's like an antique but yeah. the difference between my antiques and maybe other people's antiques is you can still use them you right. know if they're kept up but i you know i enjoy everything about it i i love to ride i love watching it i love filming it i love editing it i mean mm -hmm. just it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, you know, motorsports or anything, just something interesting. Yeah. Something so. kind of fast and yes. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I shot my first short film like that had nothing to do with action sports. Like just this for Halloween, we did a, it was right here. We did a Michael Myers little skit thing. And yeah. I think most everyone was like, where's the joke? But I was like really trying to make it scary and serious. <laughs> so, so growing up, you're in motorsport, you know, you go into school, um, I guess you you know you get to high school and do and then you go into high school thinking, uh, you know, am I going to go to college for this? Or I was in middle school. Okay. I was in middle school taking every opportunity I could for, you know, they it wouldn't be show and tell, but it would be some you know some school mm. uh, project that I would inevitably put, <laughs> you know, my yeah. flair into it, and um, it'd have to be some presentation, and I would show it. And I remember like having friends now they're like man i remember back in middle school you would bring like vhs tapes so like by high school this i'm not gloating it's not anything really i'm proud of or bragging but i was convinced i was not going to go to go to college before right. i got to high school i was like there's there's no way i'm going to waste all this time i could be learning and like getting my feet wet yeah i mean i was i was i was 17 traveling the country working you know working 40 hours a week and then come friday night I would go down to, like, I'm not kidding you, Atlanta. I went yeah. down to Atlanta for a weekend trip, F-250 full of friends, filmed for a Saturday, drove back Sunday. Yeah. Like, there was no bid, no job, no nothing. I was just ready to get my feet wet. Like, there was a big freestyle motocross event, and I just wanted to go do it, you know? There was no one no one there to tell me no, and my parents trusted me to just take off and go do this stuff, and they yeah. knew this is where my head was at. Like, you're not going to change my mind. So, um, yeah, I mean, things like that all up until... I mean, till this very day, I'll just yeah. hop in the truck and go. So that, that's amazing to know and to be that certain from such a young age that like, this is what I'm going to do because you know, you've got kids today, they come out of college, they have no idea what they want to do. They haven't had a chance to like live life. Right. And for me growing up, it was like, I'm going to play golf and that eventually took me to college. And now I am here, you know, where I am today. But 
knowing that from such a young age, I think Gary Keller's got a book, The One Thing, and just like doubling down and knowing what your one thing is going to be and being as good as that as possible. Mm-hmm. Like you've done that since since a super young age, and that's yeah. that's pretty special. I I am proud of it. I, you know, I, I think on one hand you could say, well, how how much other stuff could you get good at? And I've got I've got a buddy who who is good at a little bit of everything, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's something I will ever be like I'm not going to be good at the drums and good at yeah. riding a bike and good at doing video I'm just going to put all of it into one thing yeah. you know that's pretty sick so the video stuff when when you're in high school and, and you, you know you, do, you got your time and you're spending everything on how do I edit how do I get much better equipment tech stuff cameras when do you start working like when do you start like trying to find okay if I have a career in this where am I going to start I guess when was your first paid job um so I remember one of my very first paid jobs was um well I say it was for pay it was supposed to be for pay (laughs) and uh some dude sent me you know by this time I'd I'd said had about three or four years where I was putting stuff up on YouTube and there was a a site called put file Mm -hmm. and it was before YouTube and then when YouTube came out it was very limited, you know, not a lot of people on it. And, uh, this guy found me on there and must've seen it, seen me coming from a mile away, you know, just some kid fresh into it, sent me like a box of, uh, 40, 50 tapes, spent three months editing it on a $5,000, you know, promise he was going to pay me. Like I said, I was a kid. Yeah. Never came, uh, did the movie, went out. Um, and then that was like my first, you know, like welcome to the real world. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my first time really making money at this man it was probably when I was I was trying to come up with an idea for a video so like I said I grew up watching these DVDs Mm -hmm. and at about this time it was like 07 08 09 10 um and I don't say all those four years like I don't know where it was it started in 07 08 09 and 10 and when um, people were still buying DVDs right yeah. yeah and I sold I'm i I sold three titles through a distribution company that sold at Walmart Mm -hmm. and I sold one title, sold over 40,000 units. Really? Yeah. Now the kicker is I got paid again. I was young, didn't have, and I don't believe it. I just don't know how you get representation for this and there's just not, you just kind of go with how you feel or learning. And, um, they paid me a salary to make it for, you know, they gave me a tiny little bit of that. And then they made money off the 40,000 units, which, um, great experience. And I was able to, you know, live and do that. Yeah. And then I think my next big thing was just joining up with a tour, you know, a a live event production company and they do motorsports and stuff like that, like Supercross and monster jam. And so did that for 10 years. And then thanks to COVID now I'm doing, (laughs) yeah, doing my own thing. So, so you, you, you know, you have some life experience, you have a few wake up calls, you get taken advantage of as you're a kid a little bit within business and, you know, promises people are going to pay you. They don't. Uh, and then you learn obviously that people, you get paid to make it, but not get paid on right on, and on the actions and stuff a reason that i pretty much always work by myself yeah i don't have to worry about anyone else getting screwed or if i make it then i'm the one you know i right i don't stretch myself so thin that i need more and if i do i've got a couple of buddies that will help me out but yeah for the most part i don't take what i can't handle and yeah. i've learned learned very early on that that most things that are too good to be true 
pro- probably yeah, are. Yeah. So that, so during all this time, you know, you're obviously riding your own bikes and mm-hmm. buying bikes or building bikes and mm-hmm. enjoying that side of your passion as well. Yeah. Because a lot of people who, you know, when you're taking pictures or you're taking video, you don't get to enjoy that stuff. It's was, really annoying sometimes. That's funny you bring that up because the reason I got into it, I was like, I, I wanted to be a professional rider before yeah. I got into doing video, but that was way younger. And then you realize that there's some things aren't going to work out. And looking back now, I didn't, I don't have the, like, I never had the discipline to like train and yeah. stay in good shape. I've always been a big dude and it's probably why I do video. So, um, <laughs> but, um, I remember thinking like, dude, I could, if I got under filming that I could just ride all the time Yeah, and I never, I never, I never ride, I never ride when I'm filming. <laughs> and it's funny when we go to trips and it's all about riding, you know, like I, I still ride, but mm-hmm. I feel very, uh, I feel very um, incomplete if mm-hmm. I don't have footage of the weekend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I've even though I may not watch it, but once a year, like I love having that. You like know, some memories that you can look back on. Like you just mentioned when we were chatting before we started recording, you went down to Lake Murray with your yep. dad previously, and, yep. and you know he loves this. Obviously, loves his mm-hmm. motocross and motorsport, and and you can take a GoPro or take a camera with you and still kind of enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, and the the camera I have now is uh, it's perfect. You know, it, I've done the big production cameras and GoPros and all that stuff, and the little camera I have now, I just pull it out of a bag of the of the razor door and just. In, five yeah. seconds it's ready to film professional 1080 gimbal and all it's awesome yeah that's sick so tell me about like how the 10 years of like the monster stuff comes up because that is i mean what are you like 20 at that point Young, yeah you know, so 2000, 2010 i started with that company um do you want to tell you the story about how oh, I got yeah okay. how, how does that all happen because you you know you go from like being you know, it's kind of 07 to, to 10, like you're growing up, you're learning all this stuff. This is like your career now. You're right. out of school. Right. I this graduated high school full-time. in 07. Yeah. So yeah. that's like, you're, you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make money. Oh yeah. And then someone from monster comes to you and says, you want to do this? And you're like, hell yeah. It, it was, it was almost like that, except for I couldn't get them to, um, answer the initial emails for me to get the, Hey, you want to come do this? So you spammed them for a long time. No, I didn't spam them, man. I don't, I don't, I know this, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and in some circumstances I might be the the squeaky wheel. But for this one, I was just, it was early enough and I would think I was naive enough. Luckily it didn't backfire on me, but I went to one of their events. I wouldn't suggest anyone do this, but I went to one of their events back, like I said, in 08, 09 and I took my camera, and by this time I had a, a Panasonic HMC 150s about this this yeah. long. And I had a big jacket on, and being big, this probably helped me out. You know, so I put <laughs> the camera in there, and I was sneaking into this arena in Tulsa, BOK Center. And they were doing an arena cross. And uh, it's pretty much just a miniature supercross. It's gotcha. still a big production. There's still fire and lights, and they're like, bring But it's a circuit, no, everyone's racing. Yeah, it's yeah. a circuit, everyone's racing after the show starts. So my buddy invites me, he races. I film the event, film the opening ceremonies, film everything. I keep in mind, I've got this thing in my pocket, I'm waiting, and I'm filming, and I'm yeah. waiting, and I'm filming. And in between those cutting, I managed to capture some shots and I sent it to that tour director and I was like, I want a job with you guys. <laughs> and like super rogue by the time the tour. <laughs> so this was in, so this was in, it was cold. So it had to have been October. Yeah. And by December of that year, they, they were like, Hey, we like that video. And I was, and they said, we want to fly out to Chicago to come meet with us in our corporate offices. And I remember telling everyone, I was like, dude, I'll bet they're going to sue me. Like, <laughs> and I'm going to sit the guy, in the room with a bunch of suits yeah, and I'm going to get served. I told the guy, and I guess he, I joked with him. I remember it was like, dude, I thought after it was all said and done, I was like, I really thought you guys were going to 
Like, you yeah. know, I was going to get a slap on the wrist or something, but how stupid of I was to fly all the way to Chicago if I thought that. So yeah. that happened, um, and made a good impression, stuck with that company, worked in. So this one company has arena cross, Supercross, monster jam, and, uh, couple other things Uh and so whenever one runs out I would just ping pong to the other one and finally I got somewhere I enjoyed it and it was with four-wheel sports you know I enjoy razors and quads and and trucks and then just this this all happened so yeah yeah and then so so that lasted for 10 years 10 years you're on the road literally for 10 years straight not non-stop I would stop um so you know, I would say about 70% of the year mm-hmm. I would be in a hotel. I'm in a, you know, I missed my, my nephew's eight. I saw his first birthday. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. And that to yeah. be, but I mean, you're young, you life experience, you're learning so much and the connections that you make through that lifelong friends, you know, your shop I hear is filled with memorabilia from mm-hmm. stuff that you've managed to sneak out of arenas. Right? Yeah. It, and I, I don't want to say, I mean, they were in the trash, you know, the shit was just sitting yeah. in the trash. So I'm not a thief and I definitely was like, yeah, if they're going to throw it away, might yeah. as well put it in the and shop. It looks great on a man cave, yeah, you know, like just truck parts and duct everything. taped it all together. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, that's but sick. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So, so when, so obviously when they signed you you get that you know you go up to chicago you get that first you know we want it we want we want a job offer yeah and mom and dad i'm sure are thrilled and like you know like this is this is what i've been working towards a Mm -hmm. huge tour probably didn't believe me yeah honestly i probably was like whatever i was saying at the time they were probably like i mean yeah yeah they finally came to one of the shows like keep in mind by this time i'm doing intro videos for you know 12, 14 different drivers, mm-hmm. 30, 40,000 people are stacked in the stadium at AT&T down in Dallas. And yeah. My dad and my, you know, all my family comes in and there's, I mean, I'm stuck, I'm stuck in my room at this time doing whatever the hell yeah. they think I'm doing. Well, they come out and I'm like, Oh, I got to fly. Like after doing what all week? Well, come oh. to the show. I'll show you. Yeah. And they come and they stand and they hear the sound system come on. And my dad was like, I teared up watching it. You, know, uh, you don't have any clue really what cool. it is I do. And yeah. you get the whole context and the impact. Like, this is why I avoid life because I'm in here doing this and I have to make, you know, <laughs> every week I have to make that. Yeah. And it's funny how, um, like if I do do something fun and like people know I'm expected to have something made, mm. uh, I'm like, well, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta get made somehow. So leave me alone or, you know, whatever. And I'll just, I'll get it taken care of and yeah. I won't really talk about it. It'll just be done. And then when it's time to be done, you'll notice cause it's on you'll the screen. See it. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was that first kind of that first event, that first tour? Like whenever I saw my videos, like on screen, like, well, first you, most any position, you're going to have someone who has an idea and they bring someone in to do that idea. Yeah. In my experience, no one had any ideas, and I had to come up with stuff just off the top of my head. Okay. And so um, that mixed in with, I hope we did this right, you know, and it's time to watch it in front of <laughs> in all front these of people. Thousands, and watching thousands of fans. Yeah, and I remember watching it, and I had a little glitch. Like, something happened with just one little frame of my video. It didn't render, and if anyone who knows how to edit, they know it comes up with this blue or red error screen. Yeah. So we're watching it, and I see that blue screen, and it was just a split second. But I was like, oh. You know, and the mic got the, 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 turns out he's just busting my balls, but the eight, the MC came up, it's not good. It's not good. I'm like, what do you mean? That's not good. It's not good. And he just walks off. And I was like, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, after just telling me that's not good. Yeah. You know, he's got the mic away and everything. And so nothing happened, but yeah. yeah, it was, it was cool, man. And like only recently have I gotten to where 
I can look up and then not worry. And my palms don't get sweaty because yeah. it's it because all my bosses, you know, everyone's up there. Everyone's watching them. Yeah. I mean, I'll get text. We need to fix that shot. For, if we have a two show weekend, they'll watch it. We need to fix that shot for next show. So I just. Like, yeah. All right. It's yeah, like that. And nothing, you can't do anything about it, right? Uh, when it's up on the screen, it's the funny it's thing playing. is they all approve it too. They're always like, "Yeah, it looks good, looks good, looks oh, good, looks good, looks good, looks good." And yeah. then watch it. We need to change that. I'm like, "Yeah, well, you saw it because one of times. them's watched it, and they probably go, oh, it's fine. Right. I trust that other person.' Right, right. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's a it's it's a surreal feeling seeing that, and then uh, just watching people enjoy it is really cool too. Having people, man, that video was rad, or you know, that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like. I mean, because it doesn't say at the, I assume it won't say at the end, you know, no. it doesn't say that you produced it, no. your name's not up there, right? But that no. like, that reaction that you get from people and you and, know, like, hey, I did that. And like, there there are some super fans who like, will go and find out who made what and like yeah. the driver, they know the drivers, the drivers may say, you know, Blake made this or the drivers themselves will be like, man, I saw that, that was cool. Mostly it comes from the drivers. Yeah. We're hanging out, that we're getting dinner afterwards. I'm like, hey, you guys want to come check this out? I'm working on this and. Yeah. You know, it's not showtime, but you think kind of check thing. it out. Yeah. And that's probably been great too, is you've built great relationships with, you know, people who, who as a kid, you, you might've been like, I, I want to be in that position. And now oh, you're dude, super I've close to gotten them, right? to hang out. Like, you're best so friends I'm, with these people. I'm glad you brought that up. So this is why I love action sports so much. I have been able to like literally idolize, um, just daydream about being or meeting or working with people and yeah. then gotten to meet, work, hang out, befriend them all that stuff. I don't know anyone who's doing that with LeBron James. Yeah. You can't just walk up into a basketball court and see LeBron James, but I can go to the nearest motocross track and see a three time champ. No problem. Yeah. Like it's just so easily accessible. They're just a good, it's just a good group. And so, you know, meeting guys that I've just watched on videos, like I said, it's really, it is cool. And yeah. I, I really feel bad for people who don't get to do that. I walk around seeing people wearing jerseys of guys' names that don't give a about them or what they do and yeah. it just, uh, just it, it is kind of sad if you think about it but it is yeah it's like you know and, and sometimes people like you know never meet your heroes or whatever it is but i disagree you know, when you meet those people like for me i've met got to meet some golfers that like i've idolized growing up haven't met tiger woods yet but one day that might happen <laughs> you know but i met people and i'm like you know they're just normal people mm -hmm. and on the other side of things i played golf with some professional athletes like baseball players that i know nothing i know nothing about mm -hmm. baseball uh, but i played golf with a couple of guys who won a world series and i text my friends who are fans of that their team and they're like oh how were they and they were like blown away and i'm like they're just playing golf they're right. normal people right and that's the thing is when you get them away from like the part to get them to not fans, be normal is when you're not normal exactly and that's yeah. when you don't want to see them when they're when not you normal. like fan a fan girl out yeah. i guess and freak out then right. they're turned off straight right. away but if you can I'm in soft hey you know I'm helping mm -hmm. out let's do some video great to meet you my name's Blake whatever right they're like oh you're a friend yeah. right yeah you know you don't no want ulterior motives yeah. yeah and and but yeah like the, it's cool isn't it to be at that that experience with those people that you have you know that they, they have thousands hundreds of thousands of fans they have hundreds of thousands of people that follow them on social media and, and idolize them and you're like yeah I just get to hang out with these people right. they're normal friends of people I've know? always had this saying like if you and whether it be with dating or meeting a famous person it completely applies if you want to see what a fish does, don't pull it out of the water. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you want to, if you want to see this person be as cool as you think they are on camera, don't be a weirdo. Yeah. I've been, I've walked into rooms with supercross, motocross champions, having, knowing full well that they are badasses. Like we get it. They're yeah. rad. But there's one guy in the crew who's just, oh, I'll just, I love you. And I'm like, and it mm, makes quit it that, weird. man, quit that. Cause yeah. you're, now we're not going to. 
Now they're going to clam up. Yeah. It's We're not going to get like what we need on camera. away from that, oh, yeah. that, that meeting, right? Oh, yeah. And it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be the new guy. Don't be the new guy. Yeah. Right? And, and when I, if I meet, I, I mean, I've had a group of friends out in Texas that X Games, um, their families taking me in, just very hospitable. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see someone come in who just can't quite just be cool like yeah. just treat it like you're at a barbecue they can't relax no one no one can relax it's yeah. weird and they say weird comments like if i'm like hey so and so you want to go get some food they're like oh it'd be sweet if you like took your gold and showed everyone and i'm like well, yeah. why would you say that now i don't want to go eat yeah yeah you're <laughs> right it's you, it's a it's serious cringe isn't it? You're yeah like, like, and it's yeah. Like, you don't want to the last thing you do is want to bring a friend and the friend does that right you know right. yeah like, dude like I'm, I'm, you know, like I, whatever you do is I'm, you know, you're representing me right now. Direct reflection. Like direct reflection, you yes. know, and then you get like stuck with that, yep. you know, that stigma or whatever it is. But so awesome experience, obviously doing that, you know, the motocross stuff and going to this, I mean, X games, like that's massive. You it's know? insane. I went to X games. Um, I went to X games, uh, the first year that my buddy won gold and, uh, that was, that was surreal. I mean, like when you're not just a, not just a friend who like, so I've got filming buddies, I've got buddies who I film with and I just have friends that I don't do anything with other than just hang out. Yeah. And, uh, this was, I mean, I've showed up to their house, didn't even film a thing. You're just hanging out. And, uh, it was cool to get to go see that. And, and, uh, since then his brother's passed, but it's, and you know, obviously keep in touch with the family, but it was a, it was a cool feeling to be able to see there. And I didn't know where the, as, as a cameraman, I didn't know where the cameraman was. And I just right. pummeled my buddy. I was like hugging him like yeah. gold, dude, gold. And just, it was, it was really neat. And then having seeing friends race on TV, you know, especially Oklahoma guys or Texas, mm. it's, it's really neat. So it's all, when bringing that up, it makes me laugh whenever I see like locals, yell at a TV, you know, yeah. Oklahoma people yelling at Oklahoma football, like they've got stock in the way they win, you know, it's just <laughs> like, you don't even know those people. What yeah. is this? Calling them by their first name. Yeah. Get him, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if there's a football player named Roger, but, uh, maybe, I don't know. I'm terrible at football as well. Um, what, you know, X games was so big, right? It kind of put what everything it was in, you know, to do with X games on the map because it kind of brought in everybody that wasn't involved in directly in motocross right, right? like people no would just sports. watch it right they would just be like whoa this is huge it's in an arena it's amazing right um you know we want to go see this and you go across all the sports you go skateboarding and and bmxing and then they brought in you know rally mm-hmm. what is it uh autocross rally cross, rally cross yeah where colin mccray rolls his subaru and then he's an instant hit in the states right you know and then his his dirt playstation game like just sells out because yeah. he comes into the arena and rolls his subaru like, <laughs> that's awesome you know like that's those these iconic moments but what for you like following all this stuff like has it changed much since like was X Games for you as impactful on the inside like on the inside of things for everybody as it Um, was for like people watching because it was my friend I think so yeah Yeah. but other people no not so much I mean it's I I just don't care to watch it on TV otherwise you know Um, I mean really I haven't watched X Games in I haven't watched X games in a few years. It's just, and nothing against that. I just have my own stuff going on, you know? And, um, I feel like where, when, when other people are out 
being successful with that stuff, I don't like sitting around. I'm like, Mm-mm, I yeah. can't sit around and when you know, if there's a big event that I can't make somewhere, I'm like, I got to do something because yeah. I feel like I'm just twiddling my thumbs. I don't mean that as like, Hey, they're getting attention. I need attention. It's just a, no, it's hard how work. I measure myself. You know, I'm like, yeah. they're out there doing that. Like I shouldn't be sitting here. I've got to work harder. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, if I want to be there, I've got to, and that's something that, I'm sure it's been instilled in you from dad, parents, family, people you've been around. You're I'm around, the laziest you know? of the family. I'm like the laziest. <laughs> I'm the laziest shipman, but in a group of family that works super hard, like yeah. I'll take it. You know, yeah. if I'm the, saying something to be the laziest shipman is saying something because my brother, my dad, my mom, like everyone works yeah. extremely hard. So that's really cool though to know that and to have that backing, right? To know like have that example of hey, dads work really hard to get where he's at. I know what I've got to do to get where I'm at, mm-hmm. especially in something like videography where you are your own business you know they tell me all the time they're like we wish we knew what it is that you do we'd help you out any way we could and, yeah. and I never am like I wish you guys would support me more I never have to see I don't have to say that like they they get it like yeah. they're cool with it it's nice though to know that like you don't have to rely on anybody right yeah You're like I mean it's kind of that that entrepreneurial mindset where and I, I don't know why I hate doing it. I hate that too. I don't you know. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. People have referred to me like, you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, no. I, anyway, but Mm-mm. that mindset of working for yourself, like I, whatever I make is for me. I'm not getting paid. I don't have a paycheck coming in. Like I've done this. Mm-hmm. That it's, it for some, for some people, they're like, it's such an uncomfortable feeling. They're like, I need a nine to five. I need to know how much is coming in. And right. That's great. They're safe. My wife's like that. But for me, I'm like, I'll be fine. Whatever happens, if I've got to go work at McDonald's, I'll go, you know, but having that in the videography industry being, you know, like an independent contractor. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're paid by the job and that, if I'm lucky, if you're lucky, but then you've got to work hard to get those jobs. For sure. Because there's always someone coming up, some kid now who's 16 years old who are like you were, that's like killer with tech and they got new technology. Wants it more than I do. Yeah. Puts more hours in and then boom, he puts up a YouTube video and someone's like, I want that guy. I think about it all the time. Yeah. I think about it all the time. I probably, Heath's coming in. I probably think about it a handful of times a month. I'm just like, what, you know, what's it? I can't imagine what it is to have to be 13, 14, 15 right now. Yeah. And wanting to be like a YouTuber. Cause that's all, I mean, I hear my nieces and cousins yeah. and all the young kids are like, I want to be a YouTuber. I'm like, well, what do you want to film? I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what, I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer that. Cause I don't really believe I'm a YouTuber. No. I mean, it's uh, I use it as just a place to put my ideas, like where I'm yelling at people on the porch that aren't there, or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, which that that's the stuff that my parents will look at and be like, what were you thinking? And, yeah. and they might not ask, what were you thinking? They'll be like, They'll say it and they're like, saw that video today. I'm like, so you want to ask me what I was thinking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but they're cool with it. I mean, as off the wall as it gets, it's just, but I mean, like I said, that that's the kind of thing I'm like, whether it's an event over in California or some videos come out and I've seen someone do something really cool, it might inspire me to make something of my own that I've already been thinking of, you know, mm-hmm. might not necessarily be because I'm, a, I'm doing it like a twist off them. I'm just like, oh, they did that. All right, I need to do mine. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. So those uh, back to those ten years that you had with you know going on tour with Monster and everything. Any moments that like really outside of the X Games one, like is there any moments that really stand out that kind of rocked you a little bit, maybe or just? Yeah. Um, it's it was. I mean the the stuff that they're doing in trucks nowadays. I kind of like got in there when they were when when the backflip was like the only cool thing they were doing yeah 
there's this dude named Ryan Anderson who's part of the Gravedigger family, and uh, the stuff that that he has started to do is just like I mean I I was I was like pumped. I I, yeah. I knew what trucks could do. I didn't know they could do that. Was that is this the one that was it last year that did was like wheeling and then did like a front flip or something in yeah. a monster truck? That's- so that was that was a different dude. Um, and uh, which that's insane uh, along the lines of that yeah like trying crazy stuff that maybe ordinarily wouldn't have been attempted before but yeah and what's funny you say that is me and my buddy Nate our clips went worldwide like no credit due to us but our shots the, that was our shot yeah. the, the wheelie to front flip yeah Blake Shipman Nate Williamson that was our shot and it that, went on I mean, Colbert, went on oh, Yahoo everywhere. News, went on CNN, went on all over the place. And, you know, I bring that that up to people and they're like, well, your name shouldn't go on it. I'm like, Steven Spielberg's is on E.T. Someone paid him to make that and everyone knows Steven did it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't see why we shouldn't get credited. But, yeah, that went yeah. all over. That's um, that's a great point. That's like with social media now and media in general, like everyone just I mean, I do it with this is Oklahoma share stuff. Right. But I give credit. Right. I have to give credit because mm-hmm. it's not my stuff. Uh, yeah. But the amount of like, uh, I saw a meme, it was a meme yesterday saying, you know, uh, if your meme, your meme isn't great unless it's been stolen by somebody. Right. Which that's a bad, you know, that happens in your industry, I'm sure, with people stealing clips and stuff. And, oh, yeah. I'll go, I can go on you YouTube know. right now and search and I'll have my logo removed or pasted over. Yeah. Someone's taken my footage and redone their own thing. Um, they say flattery is the best uh, you know, compliment, or I'm sorry, um, imitation is flattery, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't really see it like that. Yeah, but yeah. it makes you mad. Yeah, it's I a would pain. Make me mad. Uh, it's a pain that I have to tell. Like, I'm sure they're kids, and for all I know, they they're watching my stuff because they love my work. But then now I gotta go. Hey, man, like in a nice way. Yeah. Now if they don't respond, I'll get probably a little irritated. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, man, you know, I'm trying to. I did that for. If it's for a client that paid me for something, I for sure don't want that person out there redoing whatever they want with the footage. I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, Maxis or someone. Hit, they. I did this for them. You know, they don't want that footage out somewhere else. And yeah. You know. So so now present day because of obviously COVID and things aren't happening, no tours and people aren't going or there are, but there's no fans. So there's no need to do that much video, I guess. What have you been able to kind of use the relationships that you've built during those 10 years to build for, for people like Maxis and, and, and the work that you're doing now? Like how are you, what are you up to now and, and what's kind of coming up, I guess, in the end in, for next year? So the good and bad thing about COVID was everyone quit going to events that I needed to produce video for, but they all immediately moved to their phones, yeah. which is what I also produce video for. So um, I put a lot more effort into local businesses. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot that people want to put on social media mm-hmm. and it's just about finding that, making that introduction, letting that person know, like, look, I've got your best interest in heart and you know, this is what I can do. This is what you have. And I can tell you are on your own trying to do this. Yeah. Let me help you with that. And so that pretty much is where I'm at right now. Um, COVID was a kick in the ass that I needed because there might've been a few times in there where I'm just at my wits end, you know, my house burned down, I was out of town. And just after that, it seemed like I was just, I'm tired of traveling. You know, I've missed so much family functions. I've missed all these ride trips. Um, I don't believe that flying is the only way I can make my money. And I'm very gracious that it happened. I did it for 10 years and I've seen just about every state that there is to see driven, flown, all of it. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me at all if the only thing I saw was South Oklahoma and North Oklahoma. 
and I just yeah. wouldn't uh, you sleep in your own bed every night. Yeah. And, um, you know, some people, I see these videos where people put their bags on a treadmill and they want to, they want to simulate that airport commute. <laughs> like you can have it, you have take it, it all yeah. you want. I mean, I just, I've, like I said, I'm fortunate and I've benefited from seeing all this and I've made a bunch of friends, but you know, I've got this now after the fire and, uh, I'm, I'm ready to put my use and put my talents to use here in yeah. Oklahoma. That fire must have been a pain, mighty pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass, but now I'm the only, you know, 32 year old I know with a no debt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no house payment, no, no house debt, payment, new yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. So that part worked out and, uh, got my camera equipment replaced and, um, yeah, just it it lit a fire in me. Just literally set like, yeah, reset you. I yeah, guess. yeah, that and then COVID is what really did it. And I I was, I mean, like you said, some people will, will resort to doing the nine to five at Walmart. This or and, you know McDonald's. I just I'll fight way too hard to do that. Like I'll work way too hard to have to resort to that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but I haven't spent all this time and effort learning how to do something mm-hmm. that not not many people can do just to go do something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's once you've had that freedom too, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. hard to give up. Like yeah. It's hard to go back and work for somebody for, as a salary job, mm-hmm. not like sometimes someone might come in and say, Hey, we're going to offer you and give you a six month job yeah. and you're working on this and it's video. Great. You right. can do that. That's a great job. But like to go like the salary route and ugh, it's painful. Yeah. I don't want to be a, a I don't want to fill a seat. I want to be there cause I'm useful. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, for everyone listening, how can they see your work? How can they reach out if they want to hire you to do stuff? What, you know, where do um, they go? YouTube.com slash B Shipman Films. I've got 30,000 subscribers, um, constantly putting new videos up. I've just this year in 2020, even before COVID started, um, I hate this term, but vlogging. Yeah. I called it clogging because I just, <laughs> just camera logging, but they didn't catch on. So we'll just go back to vlogging. Yeah. But, uh, so I film long trips and, and, um, it's not over edited, not overproduced. It's pretty much what happens is on video with, you know, some cleaning up the fat. Yeah. And, um, Instagram at Blake Shipman. I post completely different stuff on there. Um, it can be all sports related, car, humor, everything. I, uh-huh. you know, I filmed yesterday with my dogs. So just in slow-mo, they were jumping at my face. So that's kind of funny, but I was just testing out one of my new cameras. Um, but yeah, just Google, Google and it'll send you somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I guess last question would be if someone were to hire you to do a job, you know, next year, what, what would the dream job? What would it be? Where would you like to go? Who would you like to work for? Oh, dang. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, even if it wasn't paid, where would you go? Yeah. Oh man. Dream job would be having getting paid for filming. Uh, (laughs) so, (laughs) um, the coolest thing I think I could think of right now would be if some company that made, you know, a bunch of parts for the machines that we have, they were like, look, we have all this, you know, all these parts. We know you've got these machines between me and my brother and my dad and our friends. We've got you know, a dozen UTVs, all different colors, Mm -hmm. all different models. And I just want to have that one company hit me up. Like, look, we're going to send you all these parts. You go film. Every time you film it, we better see this. If we want to see this, we'll pay you this. Have fun. And that would be legit. And I feel like that's, that's a possibility because I don't feel like I ever have to have my hand held. You know, Mm -hmm. when someone's like, I want it to look like this, 
feel like they're coming to me because they already know I can make it look like that. Yeah. You know? Come up with the ideas, go freedom, here's I the mean, equipment, go do what you do. From the shots to the editing, to the voiceover to, um, having my own, I've got a collective 60,000 subscribers and followers that I can put my own stuff out to. So it's not like I, yeah. I can't get the word out. It's just a matter of finding that one company or, you know, I've got a, a few that let mm-hmm. me do a little, little things here and there. No one's going to just send over a truck full of parts for nothing. Yeah, not so, yet. but you know, in small, small steps, I'm getting there. Awesome. Well, mate, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, excited to share the story. And then for everyone listening, I'll post all the links down to what Blake mentioned below his YouTube and social media as well. And you can go check him out. But thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.